The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. We welcome you to our latest podcast, and this should be a lot of fun uh, as we continue chatting with guys who were a big part of the 08 season and uh, who can forget uh, the impact that Grant Balfour had on that season and his career with the Rays. More than half of the 500-plus appearances he had were with Tampa Bay. Greg, good to see you, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good to see your face again. Same here. You uh, you still make your home in Tampa Bay. So first, before we get into the 08 season, what has uh, what have the last couple of months been like for you and and, and your kids? Yeah, obviously, last change with the um, the pandemic here and whatnot. Um, you know, and then just even talking to old friends and family back in Australia. You know, it's. It's all the same there. Everywhere you go throughout the world, everyone's living the same life kind of thing. It's, it's kind of, you know, I guess there's some things that have been able to thrive and other things that have just been put on the back burner. And the everyday life's obviously changed a lot. It, um, you know, in some ways it's, it's, it's very sad to see, you know, a lot of people losing their lives, obviously. Um, for us, we've, we're healthy, we're here and we're, we're trying to do the right thing and, you know, as they say, flatten the curve and stay at home. So uh, for the most part, we've been at home and, you know, we're very lucky to have a nice, nice place where, you know, we've got things to do around the home. So we've had a good time. Uh, we try to, you know, doing the homeschool and whatnot. So become a school teacher now. Um, well, I guess I'll be probably getting my bachelor's here pretty soon or my master's or whatever they say. <laughs> Uh, As, how challenging has that been? Because your girls are both in elementary school right now. How's, uh, how's it been for them? Because my girls are a little older um, and, and some of it has been challenging. Just the fact that, you know, they miss their friends, the, the, the activities they did, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they, they do. They miss, they miss their friends. But, um, you know, they got friends here in the neighborhood. But, you know, I'd let them get out and sort of ride their bikes a little bit and do some stuff there. and. Yeah, I tell them, mate, you know, you know, six feet rule and just kind of play with them, but don't get, you know, too close kind of thing and let's not get too silly here. But, um, yeah, they definitely miss their friends at school. I mean, there's uh, the good thing is, you know, you've got Zoom and things like this and, um, you know, the teachers do try to get some interactions with the whole class and get them on to do some meetings at certain times throughout the day, which is cool. So they get that interaction. Uh, sometimes it's audio, sometimes it's video, so that's that really helps. Um, and then yeah, the the teachers have actually showed up at the doorstep with some stuff too, so kind of kind of been good. So you know, definitely different times have changed. And maybe a three-hour school day from nine to twelve, and get it all done, and um, sort of you know do some PE, jumping on the trampoline and swimming in the pool maybe, but um, yeah. Was your oldest, was she playing uh, softball or baseball? And, and I, I thought you, were, you had started coaching her a little bit, right? I did some coaching. Um, yeah, the record, it's not looking so good, the, the record for my coaching career, softball so far. But uh, no, we tried to turn it around here in, um, in the Tampa Bay area. We tried to turn it around with the softball a little bit. But yeah, she started out her career here. Um, she's just a, just a youngin', so um, she's having a lot of fun with it. 
But uh, the two girls, yeah, they're both into the taekwondo and gymnastics, and then one's doing soccer, and my oldest is doing softball. So, did you particularly enjoy that? Seeing, you know, obviously since baseball is such a big part of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly never um, said to her, "Hey, you want to go and play softball?" And it was something that she chose, something that she wanted to do, and um, you know, the first season I sat back and watched. And then um, I said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll coach. And sort of, so uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. We did. I really enjoy it. It's kind of, I see you get back there sometimes and catch behind the plate. And I think to myself now, I remember when I was a catcher, it, it's pretty cool to be a father and, and watch your, your kids grow up and watch them play sports. Like I'm sure every other father does. So. Certainly is. You mentioned um, your teaching skills at home. Have you done a lot more cooking at home since you guys have been there? Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta do a shout out to uh, Freshly. I don't know if you've heard of Freshly. Um, there's an app out there. There's Freshly.com. I've gone on to Freshly and they uh, my other meals to the house here, and um, it's keeping us pretty happy. Every every Thursday, I get some food sent to the place, and um, other than that, it's uh, you know, Dad's home cooking, which probably isn't the best. But, um, you know, I can throw some sausages on the barbie and cook up some good chicken and a couple of other different casseroles or whatever that my mum's taught me throughout the years. You mentioned you had stayed in touch with folks in Australia. I've, you know, at least from what I've read, it seems like they've got a whole lot fewer cases, though, than we have here in the States. I know there's a smaller population, but it seems like they've, they've been able to keep things to a minimum. I saw New Zealand at one point had almost zero uh, COVID cases too, which is nearby. Any idea why are you talking to your friends out in Australia and family and, and why they've done so, so well? I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot of traffic here in America. You know, I think it's a, obviously a very popular country, a lot of traffic coming in and out of here. Um, I think what 360 or 80 million. I don't know what the population is these days, but, um, it's definitely a lot higher than Australia, which is sitting at around 25, you know, so the numbers are obviously going to be a lot smaller right there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, well, I guess you got the landmass where a lot more room to spread out. There's plenty of room. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, there was an issue mostly, I think, with one of the cruise ships that wanted the dock there and they'd been really fighting to, you know, to get onto Australian soil for a while there and finally they let them on and I think that's where most of it actually even came from to be honest and spread from there but yeah they've been very lucky and they've been in the kind of the lockdown stages with even lockdown I believe for different states um we weren't even able to cross borders and things like that so um yeah I know my mum just said that they uh, finally you're allowed to go now and visit people and whatnot go on visitation so it's Every country's got their own thing and it's all a little bit different, but they've done a, a really good job, you know, of uh, keeping it to a minimum. They have proportionally too, not only the, the size of the country. Is all of your family okay back in Australia? Yeah, they're all good. Everyone's good. They're, um, you know, they're, they're making the best of it. And uh, they, yeah, honestly, my mum's my a uh, school principal mm. and they never closed the, they never closed the schools really. Uh, they still have kids coming to the school, but there's only there's only actually about 25% of the kids coming every day. So 
Yeah, but everyone seems to be okay. Do the other kids, what do they do? Do they learn online or, or they just miss out? Um, yeah, I believe that they've got some kind of protocol set up where they, yeah, they get the, the workout to the kids that are not there. And then the kids that do come, they, they sit there and they're taught by the teachers. But um, <laughs> obviously there's a, there's a lot less kids, so there's a lot less teachers actually. So they kind of have a bit of a rotation and um, I think that's what they're doing anyway, from what I believe. Interesting stuff, but I want to also get to the baseball, and certainly that's a big part of the reason you know we're, we're having you on. Um, tell me a little bit when, for fans who don't know, before that 08, or when you got traded to the race in, in the 07 season, hmm. how much had you gone through physically already to that point? How many surgeries had you dealt with? Uh, because you went through a lot just to get where you were at that point. Yeah, I mean, I had had uh, Tommy John surgery and um, labrum and rotator cuff surgery actually all in one year in 2005 so 2005 was a wash for me and then even 2006 was uh, coming back and uh, you know it wasn't easy I, I had the Tommy John done four and a half months later I actually just played catch a little bit to see how it was and then four and a half months after the Tommy John they went in and did my shoulder so a couple of massive surgeries there. Um, yeah, and the chances of coming back, are, you know, you never know. But I always told myself, you know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know. And I, I kept, on, kept on going and kept on going. We all know as professional athletes how uh, the rehab process is and all that kind of stuff. It can be not only physically challenging but mentally challenging. And, and I think it made me stronger. Um, I missed being out there on competing. Um, so when I did get the opportunity, I think I was chomping a bit and I just, I, I gave it everything I had. And uh, I remember telling myself, I said, look, I got to the big leagues and I got hurt sort of early in my career. And I said to myself, well, you just want to get to the big leagues? After that, I told myself, I want to be one of the best at what I do. Whether I, whether it happens or not, I wanted to, that was my goal. So I, I really, yeah, you know, sort of shoot shoot high and we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, I think it ended up working out pretty good for me. No question. I mean, you're one of the more accomplished Australians ever to get uh, to the big leagues in terms of, you know, overall what, what you did. The 08 season, there are a lot of great moments from that year. But you actually started the year of the minors. How yeah. difficult was that for you because you got passed through waivers? And how close – James Shields told me a, a story when we had him about how at one point he asked for his release before he got to the big leagues because they, they had him in extended spring training two years, a year before he got to the big leagues. How close were you to wanting to leave the race at some point and, and maybe things would have been different? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I was in much of a um, position to really say I want to leave the race. I kind of, yeah, I, 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 when I got there in 07, I thought I threw the ball really well. There was a, a couple of weeks there where I didn't, and the numbers, you know, were blown out. But for the most part, I th thought I threw the ball really well. And um, I knew prior to getting there also, I'd thrown the ball really well in, the, in AAA and, and whatnot. And my arm felt great. I knew I was right there. I knew I could pitch in the big leagues, and I knew I was, you know, I was healthy, and I was honestly feeling the best I'd felt in a long, long time. So 
to hear that was disappointing because I wanted that opportunity to pitch in the big leagues and stay there. Um, so it was frustrating, you know. But I took it out on, uh, I guess I went and took it out on some AAA hitters. And uh, that was a good thing. So um, finally, after I think about five weeks of being down there, I, I got the call to come up and, and uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the ride. You more than, you more than uh, took it out on those AAA hitters. I, I looked it up. You gave up one run in your almost two months in, in AAA that year. Did, yeah. did, it, did you come close to any other overseas opportunity, um, Japan, anything like that? And, and, yeah. you, and how close was it between that and getting the call up with the race? Well, there was a, there was a bunch of opportunities like that. Actually, there was a, there were Japanese teams and teams from Korea and teams from God knows what <laughs> that were uh, that were asking and were interested. Um, there were definitely there was a lot of that going on. Um, but yeah, obviously at the end of the day, you, you want to be in America here. You want to be in the major leagues. That's the pinnacle. So as much as you kind of thinking about that and wondering, are you going to get that call? You know, looking at the, the opportunities that I could have maybe had. Uh, I stuck with it there, and uh, I was glad I did. Yeah. I think everyone's glad you did. I mean, you ended up that year with a, an ERA of a buck and a half at the big league level, and, and I think it was 80-some strikeouts and 58 innings, about a hit every other couple innings. When did you feel, because you pitched so well in AAA, that, okay, now I got it here. Now, now this is going to work here, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess there, you know, there, there is a difference between AAA and the big leagues, obviously, no doubt. But when you're throwing the ball well and you feel confident, confidence is a big part of pitching. So I knew that I could come up and I honestly felt I could make a difference. You know, I did. I, I, I did feel that. I just had to go out there and just do it for a couple of weeks there just to kind of reassure myself, I guess. And... Um, I think I did that, and then I never really looked back, you know. I, I just kept going with it. The only game you gave up a run in the first month and a half was a game you had to come in in the second inning. So I'm kind of curious what you remember about this game. This is the James Shields, Coco Chris fight. He uh, told me his backstory to the fight. What do you remember, and how difficult was it to have to go from – you probably had to empty out of the bullpen at some point. You're running on the field, and then all of a sudden you're going to be the next pitcher in the game. Yeah, going back and the fact that you mentioned that, um, second inning wasn't really the inning I was used to pitching, so I suppose <laughs> it was a little unfamiliar, but um, no excuses there. If I gave up a run in the second, I did, and um, which obviously it sounds like I did. But, uh, yeah, coming out of that bullpen, we came out, came out of there like a stampede of bulls. I remember it was crazy. We, we raced out there, and then it wasn't one of those ones where you just stand around and no one does anything. There was, there was a fair bit going on in that. And um, so, yeah, I, I remember uh, huffing and puffing after I left there. And then to get the call to go in, um, I mean, as far as get the blood brush and all that kind of stuff, I think I already had it. <laughs> Just had to get the arm loose a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, – that was a wild day, that one. That was uh, one that went down in history for the race. How a lot of people on that team said that it really drew everybody close together. You hadn't been there that long, but did you feel that too, having been there for a short time? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I was in big league camp that year too. We had the issue with um, with Johnny Johnny mm-hmm. Games going into second when he uh, what's his name slid into Aki there. Shelly Duncan. Duncan, yeah. So that you know, that was kind of one of those things where I think the boys were like, "Hey, we're not we're not going to get pushed around here." You know, we've we've kind of been the laughing stock of this division a little bit. You know, we haven't had any success, um, and this and that, and you know, we, we had some goals and we knew what we wanted to do. It was the Michaels eight and all the rest of it. And we'll go out and try and win as many games as we could. And, um, but we weren't going to let anyone push us around. And, and I think we showed that. JP Hal told me that he thought you were a guy who really taught him how to be a little bit of an animal on the mound, that it was okay to let loose and, and, and be almost primal. Uh, and he's a different character too. So, what did you learn from him? Oh, I, did, I mean, JP, we used to call him Pizzle, White Chocolate, whatever you want to call him. He's 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 a legend. Um, he's he's awesome. JP, just I mean, he he just he's fearless. You know what I mean? That that's uh, that's one thing I learned from him. He's fearless. You give him the ball whenever it is. That guy's gonna go out there. He's gonna give it his all. He's a gamer, he's a team player, and um, he's the guy you want on your side. And, you know, it was just great to be a teammate of his and a friend of his. So. Who in that bullpen helped you, though, the most uh, get comfortable? Because um, there were some really good veterans. Dan yeah. Wheeler, uh, Percy, Trevor Miller. Um, what was the chemistry like for that group? Yeah, I mean, the guys, um, you know, there's guys that have been around. And, um, you know, I had a little bit of time, but, you know, there were guys that had a lot more time than me. So, you know, I didn't um, try to go step on anyone's toes. I just wanted to go out there and, and just show, hey, I'm here to play baseball. You know what I mean? I'm here to do the, what I can, take the ball every day, and just follow in their footsteps. And it's great to have guys that have pitched, you can watch and see their routines and see what they do and follow in their footsteps. And um, when you got guys ahead of you that are taking the ball day in, day out, and going out there and having success, you know, as they say in the bullpen, you don't want to be the weakling. You want to be the one to uh, just ride the curtails, I suppose. So uh, that's, that's all I try to do. JP had said that, you know, you were, though, the, the real worker. I mean, you worked as hard as anybody, and you had to kind of keep up with you. Did, who, who taught you that? Um, you know, I think that just growing up, that's just kind of the way I was, you know, I don't know if something my dad instilled in me or what it was, but, um, I always got the gym. I always felt like I worked hard. I trained. It was something that I also loved to do. You know, I still working out today. I get up and I go to the gym and train. Well, I don't go to the gym right now, obviously, <laughs> but I got a gym at home here, which I'm, I'm very lucky to have. So I got people calling to come and work out here. I guess it's the anytime fitness. I'm going to have to start handing out memberships. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that I love to do. So it came natural. You know, I love to run. I love to work out. So it, it, w- it was something that, you know, I, I didn't have to force myself to do it. You're kind of laid back, but on the mound, you had a very fiery personality. How, how did that develop and when did that develop? I would say that it developed more or less after the surgeries, you know, and, and then um, just on my comeback. 
uh, on the comeback from the surgeries, I should say. So probably around 2006, I would say that I started to develop that. The moment, though, that sticks out in the 08 season for you with that personality is the Orlando Cabrera at bat in the division series against the White Sox. Uh, and what do you now remember about that, looking back at it? Yeah, I mean, just just uh, going back in the situation, I remember, you know, we were in the trap and Shields is in the game and he comes out of the game, I believe it was a load of bases, one out. Um, I think we had like a two-run lead, I think, from memory. It was a very tight game, obviously. Um, you know, and our first playoffs in the history of Tampa Bay, and there's a lot on the line, you know. But uh, as as a pitcher and as a guy that's just, you know, coming into the game in that type of situation, um, that's really what you live for, in all honesty, to come to come into a game like that and to, to get the job done. Um, that's what we love, you know. I know we don't always get the job done, and it's a tough day when we don't, but when we get that opportunity and you get it done, there's nothing better. And I do remember coming in and striking out a rebate. I don't know if that's um, Cabrera's best buddy or what, but he wasn't. He didn't look like he was happy when he got in the box to face me. So we had the two outs with loaded bases, and the first pitch I remember throwing down and away. I missed. wasn't even close. And he kicked the dirt at me towards me and told me to challenge him. And a few other words I said. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I did, I suppose, and um, I ended up throwing just heaters and punched him out and pointed to the dugout and told him to go and sit down and a couple of other things. <laughs> a couple other things, yes. Did you, I mean, it, was that you? I mean, how often, you had the Victor Martinez when you were with Oakland. Um, how often did that kind of stuff happen or is it just you're in the moment, you don't even know sometimes what you said until after it? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the heat of the moment. Uh, I definitely was. When, I mean, the guy kicks dirt, you know, you say challenge me. All right, so I'm up for the challenge, you know. I, I never really cared. I wasn't too worried about anyone on the other end of the box, you know. <laughs> I, I was out there competing and honestly, I, I'm just a competitor. I'm a fiery competitor and that was about it. When you get off the field, you know, it's a different story. I was kind of, you know, I wasn't wasn't going around jumping around crazy like that. But um, yeah. did you ever have a conversation with Cabrera after that off the field? Because uh, JP told me about conversations he had with David Ortiz way after the fact. How often did you talk with other guys on other teams? Yeah, it was funny because I went to that. Um, up there in the uh, Hall of Fame game, you know, the throwback Hall of Fame game type mm-hmm. thing they have up there. I was there last year, actually. Cabrera was on my team. <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the lineups before I went, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, he was cool, and we, we had a laugh and had a joke. And, I mean, you know, it's water under the bridge. <laughs> but you didn't it, – it was until after you guys had both retired that you said something to him. Did you yeah, talk? I, don't think I, I don't think I'd ever bumped into him since then. I, I might have, but, <laughs> you know, if I was still in the game, I'd probably still ready to take him down, you know? I just, <laughs> but afterwards, it's all over and, you know, we're just having a few drinks. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you enjoy facing the most 
during all those stretches? Because you faced a lot of good hitters and had a lot of success. Um, the ones that the ones that swung and missed, I love facing those ones. There wasn't a whole lot of them, but you know. Um, no, I mean, there are a couple of at bats I can go back and think I've seen some highlights since I retired and think oh, that was a pretty good. I kind of enjoyed that strikeout, like uh, that profile, Jerickson profile, whatever. Mm-hmm. He half swung his bat and then looked at me and got kind of upset. And then so I went up and in even higher and he checked swings and fell on his back and then slammed his bat on the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good feeling as a pitcher, I suppose. <laughs> what I mentioned the Cabrera moment, but are there moments in that Rays season in 08 that you remember more than any others? And if so, what are they? Oh, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of it was... Yeah, there's a lot of on-field stuff, but the, the team that we had together, we, we came together so strongly and the success that we are having on the field was a lot to do with what was going off the field as well, so in the clubhouse. And uh, that's a credit to all the coaching staff and, and the players themselves, you know, to, to buy in and, and all get in on it and get together. So there was a lot of great things off the field too, you know, with the Mohawks and the different things that we did, uh, the fans out there that, that jumped on board. I mean, it was it was a whole, it was a big unity, you know. It was great. Uh, I think the the whole city here was rocking. You know what I mean? And uh, I think when you start to get to those types of feelings, it really helps with the success on the field. You know, you really feel like, all right, you're feeling it, and you just you go out there day in day out. You feel confident. Everyone's behind you. The crowd's roaring. And uh, it really helps, you know, your focus is there, your intent when you're on the mound um, and you're just pulling for each other. I really wanted wanted to win every game. You went to the playoffs several times. Was that your favorite year though? That's gotta be, yeah. I mean, that honestly is, uh, that's gotta be one of the best years, you know, it really does. Um, I had a couple with Minnesota to start out my career in three and four and some great twins teams there and got uh, to play in Yankee Stadium. Um, and as most people, twins fans know out there, they don't have a lot of success against <laughs> Yankees in the playoffs. So um, kind of fell to the Yankees there a few times. But then coming to uh, the Rays, uh, I mean, 08 was, it was spectacular. It, it really was one of the best rides, the best runs ever. It really was. A couple of good ones in Oakland, too. They get me wrong. They were really good to me out there. But uh, that 08 year going to the World Series, I mean, that was great. When Price got the final out, where were you? Do you remember where you were when you came, ran onto the field? Um, I, I got a feeling I was actually in the bullpen that night. I'm not sure if I actually did pitch in that game, looking back. Um, I know I'd pitched a few times in that series, but I mean, we, we had a lefty in the pen that's around in near 100 miles an hour. Um, I'd put him in too. So, uh, yeah, he, um, he finished it off for us. And, uh, and yeah, I, I can't remember exactly where I was. If I, came, if I pitched in that game in Canada, Dugger, or if I came out of the bullpen, I think it was the bullpen. But at the end of the day, we're on, we're on the dog pile. So it was, that was a good thing. Some guys, they, they black out and forget moments like that. Are you one of those kind of guys, or are there certain moments where you everything comes back and you remember sequences and everything when you're in the game? 
I can remember some stuff. I mean, yeah, I, there's definitely a lot of things I can remember. I definitely don't remember everything. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I was lucky enough to get about 14 seasons in the big league. So I, I have to say I can't remember everything. And I don't want to remember everything. There's a few I'd probably rather forget. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Do you watch a lot now? And what did you think of that race team that last year, you know, came so close to beating Houston and getting to the championship series? Yeah, I mean, I, I do watch. There's a couple of years there that I stopped watching when I retired. I wasn't really watching much for a couple of years. But then, uh, you know, you never stop loving the game. So <laughs> I, uh, I jumped back on board and I watched some games here at home. And, um, you know, obviously watching the Tampa Bay games here locally. So... Yeah, and I followed the team. They've they got a great team and, uh, I mean, great pitching, great lineup. I mean, they, they, were, they were a well-rounded team. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, I think they went close to trying to break the record from us in 08 as far as the wins goes there <laughs> in the last week, which was exciting. And, you know, you're rooting for teams like that. You know, you, you want to see them do well. Um, yeah. As a guy who worked so hard to stay in shape, how hard, if you were a player right now, what would be the hardest part in terms of trying to keep yourself sharp when you don't know when you're going to play again? I mean, yeah, you, obviously as a pitcher, you got to, you know, you take a day or two off during the season and, you know, your arm feels like you took a year off. You know, <laughs> you, you obviously got to keep throwing. You got to keep keep the arm, keep the shoulder mobile and, and keep throwing and, and keep that stamina up. You know, we all know we, you can go out and run and do the spring training. I'd work out in the off-season, lifting, running, swimming, whatever it was. You get to spring training, you put those cleats on, you throw bullpens. It's, it's a different feeling. You know, you're just not ready for that. So being able to stay fresh, trying to stay off the mound, even if it's just throwing real lightly. So whenever you're ready to go, you're just ready to ramp it up. Because I know they're not going to probably have too long. So uh, I'm sure the guys are you know, doing their thing. You see some of these home videos where guys have got these uh, portable mounds and throwing off their docks and in the driveways <laughs> and, and whatnot. So. Well, hopefully it's not long before we actually see them pitching in games. In the meantime, it was great to reminisce with you. Enjoy the extra time with your girls and, and hopefully we'll see you sometime soon at the ballpark. Yeah, I think uh, I'll think we'll be out there for a couple games and I think there's a few things lined up. So. Should be good, man. Grant Balfour joining us on our latest podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll talk with you soon.